0: Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. This is your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. And this week, we are definitely talking to an extremely productive person, one of the people that I look up to in terms of their prolific social media and writing and speaking and balancing it all way of doing things. John Acuff has returned to the show once again. If you've not heard of John Acuff, then you're missing out. John Acuff is a New York Times best-selling author and speaker. He's written a number of books, including Stuff Christians Like, Quitter, and Start, Punch Fear in the Face, Escape Average, and Do Work That Matters. And honestly, that's what this show is about, is doing work that matters. Not just doing work, but also doing enough work, getting the work done, getting it out of the way, and balancing it with having a life, and doing that life stuff productively as well. I still feel like there's just – there's got to be a better word out there for productivity, you know? Anyway – If you have a better word for it, go to the comments section of this episode. I would love to have a conversation about that or hit me up on Twitter, Twitter twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Anyway, it's awesome to talk with John again. I had him on uh, almost a year ago when the book Start came out. And this time around, I wanted to talk about this transition that's happened in his life and career. Where he is now working from home again or at least home-based again. He has transitioned from being a team member at the Dave Ramsey organization to working for himself and he and his family being the team he is a part of now. I was very interested in that transition. I know a lot of people have that idea of, you know, how do you balance doing prolific, awesome work from home and yet get stuff done and not just sit in your underwear all day, you know? So – John and I had a very interesting conversation. It was really cool to catch up with him. And honestly, we scratched the surface. There's a ton more to talk about with this topic. And I'd love to hear – Again, other than what your idea for the word productivity, what it really means to you in the show notes of this episode, what are your biggest challenges when it comes to whether it's balancing day job, dream job, online branding, family, all those different realms of your life? What are your biggest challenges when it comes to that? Because that's just something I'm interested in delving deeper into and and helping people out. With that, whether it's getting more guests to speak into that from different angles, or to speak into that a bit myself. So, anyway, you can find the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com dot slash fifty five. Leave a comment on on what those two things are. What what do you think when you hear the word productivity? What do you think it means? What do you think it should mean? And then what are the, the struggles, the main struggles when it comes to balancing work and life and getting things done and, and all those different aspects? Go ahead and leave a comment in the show notes there, beyond com slash 55. Before we get into the interview, real quick, I want to just let you know that this episode, again, is brought to you by audiobooks.com. If you go to audiobooks.com slash to-do, you can get a free audiobook. Audiobooks.com has an app that you can download to your Apple or Android device for offline listening, or you can stream them instantly. If you don't want to listen on your smartphone, you can stream those books on audiobooks.com itself or use your computer or tablet. They have an excellent selection of over 40,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers, new releases, classic favorites, as well as a number of the authors that have been on this podcast before. So if you have listened to some of the authors that have been on the show and you like their voice, then most of the time you'll hear them talk. They're the ones that are narrating. That's always an added bonus. I love when authors do that. If you're using multiple devices to listen to these audiobooks, you can switch devices and it's seamless. So if I'm sitting at my desk at work and I'm listening to an audiobook through the audiobooks.com or maybe my iPad, and then I want to go on the go, I just open the iPad, uh, the iPhone app and I can pick up right where I left off. Pretty cool. To sign up and get your first audiobook for free, again, go to audiobooks.com slash to do and get your first book free. Well, this episode, we're going to talk with John Acuff again. John, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric.
0: It is awesome to talk with you again. I know you have just recently undergone kind of a major shift in your life, from working at Dave Ramsey's organization to working from home. And we're going to focus on kind of that shift for people, because a lot of people, if they've listened to you, they've they've followed your advice, they've they've looked to you as some you know pioneer moving at least a few steps ahead of them, and they say. Yeah, he's doing it. I can do it too. And then they either start working on something on the side, or they make a leap and they they leave their day job and and they're doing this thing from home. And so that's where we're going to kind of spend some time. But uh, yeah, what what has that shift been like for you so far?
1: Um, it's been good. I think I've been surprised at how much opportunity is out here. Um, you know, it's one thing to write about that this is a great time to to kind of jump out, but it's another thing to be in the be in the middle of the ocean um and so i think i've been really surprised at the number of organizations you know people blog stuff that it's still the wild west like the internet the internet revolution hasn't really even started yet so i think i've i've had a great time just starting to dip my toe back into the swirl of things well
0: it's been one of those big things that's maybe just caught you by surprise and and you think oh i thought i knew this i wrote a book about it it's it's Um, not what i expected
1: well, I mean, getting my blogs back up, the audience is—it's bigger than it's ever been, which that surprised me. Yeah. I thought, you know, a month—you know how it is when you have a blog and you go down for an hour, you're like, it's all over. <laughs> this is this is going to doom me. And so, for me to be silent for a month and then have the audience come back, I guess, I guess, I would say, oh, I wrote about community. I understand community, and then to really experience it was different than anything I thought.
0: Yeah, it's always different when you live it. And experience it after you've you kind of are forced to.
1: Yeah, it's easier to write about chasing a dream than it is to chase a dream.
0: I feel that sometimes that way myself. You know, people look at me and they're like, "Hey, can you tell me like how do I be more productive?" And I'm like, "Well, dude, I struggle with it." You know, like that, and that's why when I share about it, it's it's I feel like it's worth something because I've been struggling with it and it's it's tested to a certain degree. You know,
1: well, it's it's real. It's yeah, been per- it's been it's been purchased through. Through uh, life,
0: we paid the dues, like Rory Vaden says. Indeed. So, Take the um, stairs. Yes, exactly. So, w- what does your day look like now? Working from home versus like working for an employer, or is there maybe a better way you'd describe your perspective on that?
1: Well, I don't. I haven't settled into a rhythm yet, and I don't know. When you're an entrepreneur, there's really not an average day. Um, I spent the last three days in Atlanta brainstorming with some friends, and then. Today, I got up early to play racquetball at 7 a.m. And they said, oh, no, you we booked you at 7 p.m. And I was like, oh. Um, so me and my me and my buddy went and had a coffee. And I did a radio interview in Branson, Missouri. And then I'm doing this podcast. And then after this, I'll go downtown Nashville and meet with my trainer to go over a couple things. And then I'll have lunch with a guy I met that just, you know, I meet a lot of people that want to do what I do. Um, and so... I said, sure, we'll have lunch, and then I'm going to go over to Donald Miller's office just to kind of see what that's all about. And then I think I have uh, a phone call with a, a possible awesome partner I might be working with. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of – it flows up and down. Some days it's quiet, and I'm, I go write for a couple hours, and some days I try to do all my meetings on Friday.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah, so it's, so actually it's more like maybe what an average week would look like where you say, okay, here's my that's my meeting day, but then I've got this day where it's like – you know what, I'm going to take that whole day off, do nothing but like family stuff, especially if you've got kids in a snow day. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to only work like four hours a day because I can get most of it. There's all these studies that you do your best work in four hours anyway. And so I'm trying to get a lot of stuff done, front load it, and then, you know, read and hang out and engage with folks. And you really get to set the pace the way you want it when you're when you're on your own to a degree. I mean, you have to have income
0: coming in. Right. Yeah. And, and I think in your case, that's one of those things where it's like, if somebody were to leap you know, from a day job into, you know, working on their dream job full-time at home, it'd be good to, you know, have a financially sound, stable place to, you know, launch from, right?
1: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's five years in the making. Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to going, like, you know, Seth Godin saying, you could do self-publishing, you can do self-publishing. Yeah, if you have uh, that audience, I mean, there's a, and he doesn't say everybody can do it the same exact way, but I think some people see Seth Godin and go, Well, Seth Godin did it, I could do it too. And yeah, Seth Godin really worked hard for like a decade. So I think it is it does depend on, you know, who you are and where you're at. I don't think th- I don't think life is one size fits all.
0: So then people are watching you, they're watching your example, especially from, you know, your, your quitter days where they're like, Oh, well I didn't have eight jobs, I had like two. So I'm doing better than him. To, so to speak, you know sure and and uh, so they're and they've been you know paying off their debt they're they're solidifying stuff they think they've got a great idea or ideas that they they want to work on, but they're hesitant about maybe trusting themselves or not you know slacking off at home. What would you say to maybe encourage them if they feel like I don't know if I'll get anything done if I work at home?
1: Yeah, well, I think you just have to understand how you work best. Like maybe you won't. Maybe you need to go work at the public library for the first year and eventually maybe you get some space that you rent out. I don't know. Maybe you have a friend, you know, my buddy Jeremy Cowart has an office. And so maybe someday I'll go over there and go, hey, can I sit in this corner and do some stuff? You know, so I think I think you just have to understand how you work best. I mean, my wife doesn't want me kicking around the house all day like she's got stuff she likes to do here and, you know, kind of keep things running. And so I, I do think it depends on you. And then the other thing, I think it depends on community. I think one of the things I'm going to launch this spring is a coaching network um, and do some group coaching where I do maybe two two conference calls a month and maybe a private Facebook group. And, and people are able to you know be encouraged and be connected with other people that are doing similar things. I think that's important too.
0: Well, so speaking of Jenny, I, I figured she's probably used to you not being at home, especially because for a while there you were extremely active in terms of traveling and speaking sure. and, and all that and so you know it's kind of that wow he's been not around for so long well intermittently and now being home like you know now you're home sitting and not just sitting on your butt but you know doing work and and all that how does she play into this like how has the shift been? Because at least it seems like that publicly. I mean, from my perspective, is with the launch of the new blog and the, her being on social media, like out in public, in, in involved with the community. Your community now. It seems like the the Acuff brand is now not just John; it's John and Jenny. You know?
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think that my you know my long term play is I don't want to have a personality based brand. Um, I think that what I want to do is have an idea based brand. Um, so that I can bring other people up under it, so i th- I might be the face of some stuff right now, but with Jenny, you know I get questions from radio interviews about her book, and so and I know some sharp people you know i again, one of my big passions is sitting down with people and helping them figure out their personal brand, and so I just did that with somebody the other day, and I might start doing that you know as on a client kind of fee basis. Because I think one of the greatest gifts I got at the Dave Ramsey organization was a PhD in that. That plus, you know, my background is 10 years, or I guess it's 16 years now, good grief, of corporate branding. And so that's where I think, I think that's kind of the misnomer is that I'd go through probably 15 steps for a tweet, you know, and they happen quickly, but I, you know, that's part of it. And so helping somebody else understand that. But yeah, I'd say that Jenny, Jenny's, you know, She's been on the sidelines for a while and and I think she wants to be deliberate about it. I mean, we won't like with her book for instance, we won't sign with a publisher because she doesn't want a to tour. It'd be really unfair to a publisher to say, "Hey, give us a big advance or whatever, but we're not going to sell it," you know. So we're going to self-publish and what that also does is it gives me a chance to experiment with that. Yeah. And, you know, do an ebook. And so I think she is more involved. I think there's still though we're we're pretty deliberate about you know, like, don't expect a video channel from Jenny anytime soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I was curious as if she was going to, like, do interviews to promote it. Maybe, like, private interviews, not, like, public or podcasted interviews, I think but we'll maybe, do. like, blog I, ones.
1: Yeah, I think she'll do some stuff. Um, you know, it, it all depends. Like, if the book goes well and, somebody, you know, if Fox wants to have her on, like, awesome, Go, go beyond. But... She's not going to do a traditional book launch in the sense of I've got a blanket media with me, you mm-hmm. know. Just because she's that's not her goal. I mean, if she can, if we can sell, you know, ten thousand copies, awesome. That's that's great. And it, and and it's a question. She's only writing it because for the last five years, the two questions I've gotten the most are, how do I dream with my spouse, and then will like will you do some coaching network stuff?
0: Yeah. So there's not going to be any kind of ACUF summer vacation family book tour.
1: Probably not over her dead body. Um, I mean, I think we'll do some book signings. We talked to we've talked to some people already about that. Um, but no, there's there's no way. She's just well. Plus, we're this summer we've like we're, we're booked solid um, with speaking gigs, and the whole family will be going. So even if we wanted to, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, do anything crazy.
0: Nice. What what is the book about? As much as you can share at this point.
1: Sure. Well, the book's about. You know, how do you be married to a dreamer? Um, and it's, it's kind of what are the core things you need to do? So it's, it's very practical. Jenny is a very practical person. Um, I've written about a couple of these things, and so is Jenny. I mean, Jenny the other day had a uh, post about how long it took us to learn that feedback on an idea isn't attacking an idea. And you see so many marriages where the husband or the wife is supposed to just be a cheerleader. And if they dare to ask a question about it, it's seen as you're attacking it. And that's just not healthy. So it's a lot about how do you communicate? How do you add your talent to their talent? Um, how do you kind of move from, you know, I'm on the sideline to I'm an active participant? Like I would say that over the last 13 years, we've realized that Ginny is Jenny's my writing partner. And that took us a long time to get to, but I, I believe that's very true. And so learning how to do that together has been a, a great lesson for us.
0: That's awesome. I, I think that, uh, so so the next book will really kind of be well, it'll be her book, but it'll still be kind of you guys doing a writing partner thing.
1: Yeah, I'll de- I mean, I don't know what role I'll have in it. Um, I'll definitely there will definitely be sections where I jump in and say, hey, I was thinking about this, you know, in response to something. Um, but it won't be co-authored in the sense of it's, dream, you know, married yeah. to a dreamer by John and Jenny Acuff. Right. Uh, it'll definitely be by Jenny Acuff.
0: It'll be by her, but it'll be basically based on her experiences in the trenches with you.
1: Yeah, in the trenches with me, and then in the trenches with other people. I mean, she's she's been around this idea for the last five years, and you know, she she, her parents kind of dreamed together, and her mom's a a, you know a home builder, and so is her dad, and so she certainly has experience there. But there's just if you look for it, there's not a, a lot of good information on it. It's funny what you know. I I don't know. It's it's kind of like how I look at books about social media with kids. So there's there's books about how to help kids with social media and there a lot of them are written from the it's an evil thing here's how to protect them. But very few of them are written from it can be good and bad because often the author hasn't dominated social media. So like if I write that book, I'm writing you know, you can build schools in Vietnam, you can get your kid a job, you can, you know, build a platform that can get you a book deal like there's not a, so my hope is that this book with Jenny isn't just like here's how to, you know, not have fights or there's a mil, there's a million here's how to have awesome marriage books. This is going to be much more of here's how to do something together.
0: Right, yeah. Well, and that's the thing to keep in mind is like people who, you know, they're listening to you and they're thinking, "Oh, well of course he's, you know, he's at home knocking it out, he's batching it and all this stuff and you're basically saying, "Look, I'm kind of as much as you are able to, even though you're highly active still, you're still kind of taking it easy. You're still figuring it out. And you have a different, you you're, you and your family have a different story than anybody else. I mean, it, it, that's just the way it is. We all have a different story. You've been working at this for so long. You've already got this community going. And so. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's taken time. Yeah, you know, the, the blogs, you know, the blogs have taken a lot of time and it's, you know, it's been fun to watch that, but yeah, it's definitely a long time. I mean, it's a, it's a process. I've been writing online for 13 years. Um, um so it's not, you know, I don't think we should have that pressure on ourselves of, well, I've had a kid and now I'll become a mom blogger <laughs> and expect that to be amazing on day two, you know? Yeah. Ugh.
0: Well, so speaking of kids, you're also at home, and I know one of the things you just hated being away from home so long, so many times, you know, by yourself and, and missing the kids and missing your wife is now that you're home, have you had that thing kick in where it's like, oh, no, I'm home with them all the time now, and it's like, no, do I feel guilty?
1: We haven't had a summer at home. Okay. You know, I think that might be different. Um, and they're at school. Right. You know, and so, like again, like – and and I do more stuff than – you know, I, so this week I did three days in Atlanta and in two weeks I'll do three days at Hilton Head, um, for a leadership retreat kind of thing. And so I still do some stuff, but I think, you know, and it's hard to, it's hard to say because this is the quiet time. Um, even when I worked uh, with Dave, the winter's kind of quiet and then spring and fall are conference season. And so I think Jenny and I both know that, 14 and 15 are going to be intense years because Mm. we have to kind of get the engine going again. Um, My long-term goal is to have a house um, in downtown Franklin where we live, this little cool area. And people come to me and I do small 10-person events or just two-people events if it's a client. And so that's the long-term goal. And it will just take us time to get there. We certainly don't have an income to
0: afford an additional office house right now, you know? Right. So then working at home, I mean I know you you ran through a day earlier when we were talking and you just you're you're all over the place. You're here doing this, you're talking to me right now, then you're going to go off and do something else. And do you have like a home base, like a home office that you have an anchor place to or do you see it that way?
1: Well, I have in our house I have a home office that's, you know, um just a small little office with a bunch of books and a and a desk. Um and then I there's a coffee shop I go to sometimes. Um but the challenge is Franklin's so small that everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you have to be really careful about where you work because you end up in conversations that are not working. And so I'll I'll go to the public library a lot because um, no like nobody cool is walking <laughs> through the public library, you know. So I there's a couple places I know I can go write here he here and then a friend of mine has a writing studio for musicians that he lets me use, and so it's this old 1920s cabin. Um, and I'll go I'll go use that sometimes. But, I, yeah, I wouldn't say I have a rhythm yet. I would say that, you know, in the spring I'll start to build one. But right now we're still – you know, it takes time to kind of figure out what you want to do after you've had an intense experience.
0: How do you find a place – like do you, when you're looking for a place to sit and do work and fo- like focus is really the key. Like you're looking sure. for – if I'm going to go and sit and do something, I want to go and sit and do that thing versus get interrupted or start have conversations started. So – What are kind of the criteria for a good working space for you?
1: Well, for me, is it low traffic or high traffic? I mean, and it's all different. Like it might be that, you know, maybe there's times in your life when you need something that's very active. You know, like you're stuck on an idea and you need the energy of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times you just need to be quiet. So, you know, if I'm at a coffee shop, I'll find the place, you know, you hopefully find a place that has an outlet you know, an easy, easy to plug in outlet. You also try to find a place that doesn't have, it's not a, like a thoroughway, like in that you're upstairs in a corner. Nobody's, nobody has to walk past you to go order coffee, you know? And if you're, I mean, I'm thinking about the, our coffee shop that I go to sometimes. If you're downstairs, that's where you go to be seen and talk. And if you're upstairs, you go to work. And so, you know, for me, if I'm looking into a corner or I'm look you know, and I'm and my back's to the action, fine. I just think sometimes we when we don't want to work, we go to public places and then act surprised that we're not getting something done.
0: Yeah. Well and then do you go with any kind of certain intention like, okay, I'm going and I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna batch a bunch of blog posts or
1: Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean that's how I you know so I'll so probably in the next couple of days I'll go Okay, I need to write um six 30 day of hustle posts, you know, I have mm-hmm. this program that I send out once a day. And, and so I'll go ahead and write those and, you know, or I'll try to look ahead and go, okay, I'm like, I'm going to Colorado next week for a few days with my family to ski. And I'll go, okay, um, I don't, who knows the signal, um, the fi So right. I might, I need to, I need to have these days of blogs or these days of whatever taken care of so that I don't have to worry about that. The way I look at writing is there's writing and then there's brainstorming or research. And when I'm writing, it's writing time. And when I'm brainstorming, researching, fine, that's that's fine. But if I have a list of things I need to accomplish, I just go. If anything, I have a harder time not – like Jenny would be more worried um, about me overworking. Like she would say – I told her me and my buddy were going to start keeping our time che- sheets together. And she was like, well, you have to be honest with him. And I was like, what do you mean? She said – if it's 80, you have to write down 80. And I was like, okay, because I like to do it. And you know, I like being the underdog, you know, and kind of, a lot of people are, think, wow, you know, what a change you've, you've, you know, your life's very different now. it will never be the same. And I I like that challenge.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also that, that challenge of, or or maybe it's a struggle for you, I don't know, where, how do you decide what's enough for today and maybe to be satisfied with, all right, I've got this done, I can stop now?
1: I mean, I'm very simplistic in that. There's so many great books written about goal setting and all that, but I'll try to do the thing that I have to get done. Like, I know today I have one idea that I have to get done. Um, And then anything else is really bonus. And then I think that, I don't know, enough is a tough thing. You know, the, the clock doesn't lie. And so if I say, you know, I, I mean, a good natural break for me is it's quarter of four and my kids are getting home from school. And so I don't I want to be present when they get off the bus. And so, the, you know, that becomes the thing. And so then I, you know, I make sure that whatever I'm working on, by the time they get off the bus, I'm I'm ready to go. And so I think it's little things like that that you that you be careful about.
0: Yeah. And then do you allow yourself to maybe schedule stuff? So I mean, know you know, you're going to go out of town. You were just in Atlanta and obviously family probably wasn't with you but uh when they get off the bus like do you try to say okay until you know from when they get off the bus till certain point in time like they have me you know i they well, have I mean, my attention
1: I mean the big thing for me is like if it's a saturday and i wake up and i just don't use my phone all day yeah you know um or you know we played we played cards last night and nobody's looking at their phone when we're playing cards and so i think it's a series of those kind of things where you go okay, you know, we're together in this, um, or we go places. See, I mean, we're deliberate about it, but yeah, we'll go to, we'll go to Crested Butte. I think we leave next week sometime and we'll be there for four or five days and that won't, I won't be working then, you know, um, and, and or in the morning, if they need to get ready for school, that's not a time for me to do a bunch of work. That's right. a time for me to help them with school. And so I try to acknowledge that, that that's a different, that's a different time.
0: Yeah. So it's it's really about banking as much time as you can with them so that yeah. when when you have to make the exception, it's not, you know, oh, man, dad's on the phone again. Exactly. So. And so
1: I try to be deliberate about it. So it's yeah. it's worked so far. But, I mean, we're not – we're definitely not experts at it, but we're trying.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the key right there is like people – a lot of people would look at you and say, well, John's an expert in doing all this stuff. But your seasons of life change, and so you've got to learn to shift with it.
1: Yeah, it's a new one. That's yeah. for certain.
0: That's awesome. Well, I know our time is winding down. Share with me and the audience where they can go find you online.
1: Sure. Um, I, I guess the most active place is acuff.me, which is just A, C as in cat, U, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, dot me, or John Acuff on Twitter, J-O-N. Um, is probably the best place. And yeah, it's fun um, to connect. I, I try to be as active as I can be with a balance. So any anytime a listener wants to connect, That's where to find me.
0: Awesome, John. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Well, thanks again to John Acuff for stopping by and talking with us about getting awesome work done. Please let John know you appreciated this episode by shooting him a message on Facebook or especially Twitter. Go to twitter.com J O N A C U F F. Just let him know you appreciated his appearance on this episode and make sure to subscribe to his blog. At acuff.me, and in the show notes for this episode, again at beyondthetodolist.com/slash55, I've put links to a number of my favorite of his blog posts, including one of the ones that Jenny Acuff wrote, which was awesome. And also, don't forget to go to the show notes of this episode at beyondthetodolist.com/slash55. Leave me your definition for the word productivity, or what you think it should mean, as well as again, what is your biggest Struggle when it comes to getting awesome work done. Um, please stop by our sponsor at audiobooks.com slash to-do and grab your free audio book to show appreciation, sponsorship of this show and supporting Beyond the To-Do List. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.